From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Demer. Today on the show, we have a $5 million DeFi hack. Coinbase publishes a list. And PayPal allows transfers to wallets. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. The primary elections were yesterday. Results are still coming in. I am glued to the screen. Refresh, refresh, refresh. One thing I do know is that crypto hater Brad Sherman won his primary handily and will be probably winning in November. But let's not talk too much politics today. Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 8.14 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $30,417, up 3% in 24. Ethereum's at $1,800, up 3% in 24. Tether's number three. USDC is number four. And BNB is number five at 291, up 5.4% in 24. Running off the top 10, we have Cardano, XRP, BUSD, Solana, and Doze. Total market cap, we're at 1.24 trillion of BTC dominance of 46.5 and an F dominance of 17.6. And the whole crypto market cap is up 2.8% in 24. Now it's time for coin of the day. Our coin of the day today is ranked number 94 in coin market cap. It's FEIUSD, ticker FEI. Its price is 99.35 cents. It's up in 24, which it shouldn't be. And there's a big range of 99 cents to 99.8 cents in 24. You want to know why? Because this is an algorithmic stable coin. The best idea in the crypto space ever. That was sarcasm. Market cap is 422.2 million. Fully diluted market cap is 423.5 million. And, well, yeah, that's what it kind of should be. Kinda. <laughs> and because it's an algorithmic stable coin, there's obviously an all-time high at $2.46 set seven months ago. It's down 59.6% since then. There's a 52-week low, too, at 91.9 cents. So if you want to buy a stable coin that isn't stable, there is Faye right here. Do you do you hear my voice and how I feel about these algorithmic stable coins? So if you do want this stable-ish coin, you can get it at Uniswap and Gate.io. So what is Fay Protocol? Well, Fay Protocol is a DeFi native algorithmic stablecoin. The aim of Fay is to purpose a technological solution in a sweet spot between rigged, over-collateralized, decentralized stablecoins and centralized custodial stablecoins. Fay Protocol runs on two crypto assets, Fay Stablecoin and Tribe Governance Token. And that's Fay. Ticker F. E-I. Rank number 94 on coin market cap. It's an algorithmic stable coin that isn't that stable.
Moving into some headlines today. Chainlink price feeds have gone live on Solana mainnet. Developers building on Solana can now leverage seven different Chainlink price feeds, enabling them to build a new realm of hybrid smart contract applications. In the coming months, hundreds of additional Chainlink price feeds, as well as other Chainlink Oracle services will be made available to Solana developers during the next stages of integration. On Monday, June 6, Apricot Finance announced that it will be integrating Chainlink price feeds. Chainlink is up 13% in 24. It's about $8.50. Chainlink's latest price action follows the publication of its updated roadmap for implementation of staking, a feature that would enable a system of rewards and penalties designed to incentivize the network's proper operation. Osmosis, a decentralized exchange built using Cosmos SDK, has been exploited draining its liquidity pools for approximately $5 million. Developers have halted the Osmosis blockchain to prevent further damage. The decentralized exchange was stopped roughly at 10.49 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time at a block height of 4.7 blah 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 million. I don't know why I read that, but that's what it is. The exploit happened just two blocks before the halt, meaning that they saw the exploit at block one, block two, oh no, something's happening, stop. The devs are fixing the bug, scoping the size of the losses, which is probably in the range of around $5 million, and working on recovery. However, in a story that we've heard before, however, in a story that we hear quite often in the space, a user on Reddit warned the Osmosis developers about the critical bug in their decentralized exchange. The Reddit thread was later removed by the Osmosis moderator. Basically, if you're critical of our project and you find something wrong with it, Instead of listening to you and exploring, we're just going to remove it and ignore it. And hopefully nobody saw what you just said. Anyway, it seems as though this is a theme in the crypto space that we need to overcome. Binance.us is now offering cryptocurrency staking services to its clients, a move that the company expects will make it more competitive against other U.S.-based rivals, such as Coinbase. Staking services are now available to Binance.us customers hodling any of the seven different proof-of-stake cryptocurrencies, BNB, Solana, Avalanche, Cosmos, Livepeer, and Audius. According to the company's Twitter account, more options will be made available in the future. So how much could you get from this staking? Well, if you hold BNB, you can get about 6.4% APY. And if you hodl Livepeer, you can get 18% APY. So my comments on this is I do trust Binance with your funds. And I do trust Binance that if something does happen, that they will make you whole. So that is very, I think that's very, we, we've seen it in the past. They have a track record that if something happens, they take responsibility. They're transparent. CZ usually comes out and does uh, crisis management for a while. And then they make people whole. So I have a lot of confidence in this. I mean, this is not financial advice, obviously, but I do have confidence in this. However, I still want to know how LivePeer is paying 18% APY. I mean, are they just operating at a loss? Do they have capital from like uh, Binance or other investors that they're just using this to acquire people? I'm not too sure. Uh, I would have to look into their business plan, their tokenomics. Um, if anybody knows, let me know. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. And the reason why I am saying this is because even though Binance will cover any hacks or things like that that are their fault, not your fault, that their fault, um, it doesn't mean that these companies will remain solvent. And it doesn't mean that the token won't tank. And if the token does tank, 
and it goes down and this is not a sustainable model and you lose money, that is still your fault. And so I'm always skeptical of these bigger APYs because they, unless you see and they are super clear of how they're going to make money and where the money's coming from and how much profit that they have so that this is a sustainable model, it's always a possibility that it could go to zero. This next headline or this next article is a moral dilemma in my opinion, and it actually has a very big moral question in it. I really want your opinion or your feedback on this whole thing. So Coinbase has made a public database of people it was about to employ. It's called the Talent Hub, and it's a, in quote, a list of amazing people affected by the recent talent changes at Coinbase, according to the company's site. Former Coinbase candidates can now self-submit their name, discipline, and current company and contact information. At the time of publication, nearly 350 individuals, mostly software engineers, had signed up. If it seems strange that Coinbase would compile a talent database that could be easily picked clean by its competitors, it's because it is. This announcement comes on the wake of a massive backlash from them, well, accepting candidates, uh, hiring candidates, signing contracts, and then, and then resending the offers. In some cases, those jobs were needed to maintain immigration status. At Tom Zarebakin, uh, it's at T-O-M. Z-A-R-E-B-C-Z-A-N. Don't know how to pronounce that, but this person tweeted, Here's a list of all the people we fucked over. Maybe you can help. Stephen Pauly, a legal partner at Anderson Kill, said in response to this news, If there was a Pulitzer Prize for the most laughable corporate word mustery, hiring update, in quotes, would win hands down. This is basically a rug pull victims list. Eric.eth wrote, WTF is going on over at Coinbase. And I, I want your opinion on this. Look, they were posting losses. They resented offers. A lot of people uh, made plans to either move, they quit their jobs, they sold their houses, they were looking at visas, and now they're just kind of like SOL. What is your opinion on Coinbase's move here? I have a quick story. I did work at a company where they're in growth phase, and they raised a lot of money uh, through different various uh, means. And they were hiring people left and right. Like, they were poaching people from different jobs. They are like, you know, doubling salaries and offering great benefits and working conditions. And there was, like, you know, espresso machines and, and kombucha on tap. <laughs> you know, it was just, like, this whole different thing that they were trying to build. And then some people were only at the company for weeks and a couple months. And they quit jobs and changed their lives. And they, let, like, probably 60, 70% of the workforce go and at the time i was thinking like wow that was irresponsible but then i also was thinking that if they didn't then they'll go under too but is that actually the case at coinbase they are a publicly traded billion billion multi-billion dollar company um i just want your opinion what do you think also i would love to know if they had any severance packages like okay so they gave them job offers they signed contracts uh, did they offer him like six months of severance because of the whole debacle? If that was the case, then I would probably feel better about it. But if they didn't offer him anything, then that would also change the dynamic. Again, what do you think? The U.S. federal government's chief lawyer, Merrick Garland, is asking for more international cooperation to help protect investors, consumers, and businesses that use digital assets. A DOJ report compiled alongside federal agencies, including the Department of Homeland Security and the SEC, calls for sharing of more information with the foreign law enforcement agencies. 
better collaboration, the report says, will help avoid duplicative efforts that waste resources. The Attorney General's report delivered on Monday is a response to the executive order issued by President Biden in March that asked for federal agencies to research digital assets with the intention of drafting federal legislation. PayPal. They announced yesterday that crypto users can now move their funds off its platform. It's a feature that will make their company look more like other popular cryptocurrency exchanges or services. They said, starting today, PayPal supports the native transfer of cryptocurrencies between PayPal and other wallets and exchanges. PayPal first launched its crypto offerings in late 2020, allowing users to buy, sell, and hodl their cryptocurrencies. But they never allowed it to be moved off of PayPal. Basically, you bought it as an investment and it was just sitting there. But now, you can move your crypto off of PayPal to MetaMask, Coinbase, or hardware wallets. And finally, NBA player Spencer Dinwiddie. He has a crypto app. It's called Galaxy, and he just raised $26 million. And if you want to know more about that, I actually interviewed Spencer back in February of 2021. February 6th, to be exact. If you want to listen to that episode, please go in your history Listen to the episode. He tells you all about his idea for his Galaxy app. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling.